Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossom. That's right, Trey and I'll have some hot takes, some strong takes. We'll talk about Derek Carr signing with the New Orleans Saints. Trey's got some NBA news and notes for you. We'll talk about the new Major League Baseball rules. A little bit about LSU spring football practice, which begins Thursday, March 9th. They bounce around the board a little bit on this episode of Sports Takes. Trey Blossman and I. Hey, don't forget to connect with me on social media. I'm happy to do that. Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I have a YouTube channel. I'm the oldest dude on TikTok. TikTok, you can search for Talking Sports with TK. Check us all out. You'll be able to keep up with all the things we got going on in the world of podcasting and the sports videos that I do, etc. Let's hear a message from our podcast host, Anchor, then we'll come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. It's time for Sports Takes. Right here on Talking Sports with TK, I am Tommy Chrysan. Stay tuned. We continue with Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. About to be joined by Trey Blossman for this episode of Sports Takes. We got a couple of hot topics to give you some strong takes on. Trey Blossman, good afternoon. How are you? Doing fine, Tommy. It's been a while. Glad to be back at it. Yeah, it's a good thing to be back with Sports Takes. We encourage folks to share this with all your friends and like button and follow talking sports with tk earlier today it was officially announced that Derek carr uh has signed saints a four-year deal with a hundred million guaranteed obviously it could be bigger than that depending on a few things now he'll be 32 years old in a couple of weeks they keep saying he's 31 well he is but i'm gonna say 32 for comparison's sake andy dalton is 35 years old Jameis winston 29 I think the Saints made an improvement at the quarterback position with four-time Pro Bowler, and he had, he owns a ton of Raiders organization records. Derek Carr out of Fresno State. Your reaction to him joining the New Orleans Saints? Number one, I'm not surprised, although I read over the weekend that he thought he was going to choose the Jets. Obviously, the Saints upped the offer. Uh, number two, I think it's too damn much money, Tommy. I think we should have learned our lesson from having too much money tied up in Drew Brees. We didn't. You know, whether the window is still open for this team to compete for a championship or not, who knows? We're going to find out. But Derek Carr is not a franchise quarterback, Tommy. He's been a good one and he's produced, but he hadn't produced a whole lot of playoff wins. Uh, I, I like him. I liked him when he was at Fresno State. Hell, I liked his brother David Carr as a quarterback. But I, I don't see $37.5 million per year for Derek Carr in any way, shape, or form. My curiosity would say, where does Stetson Bennett go in the draft? He's not going to be one of the first four or five quarterbacks picked, but he's going to get picked, and he's a proven winner, and his size and production levels remind me a whole lot of Drew Brees. Well, a couple of things on Derek Carr. You know, Michael Thomas has tweeted out that, thank you, Jesus, quote, unquote. You know, so who knows if he'll come back. Olave, who had a brilliant rookie season last year, the kid out of Ohio State. But the offensive line for the Saints was it was not real sporty last year. And, of course, a quarterback's not a quarterback without an offensive line, a real good one. So, 
but you know, when I saw the Saints redo a bunch of contracts in the last couple of weeks with Ramchek and Lutz and Tyron Matthew and another guy or two, I realized Mickey Loomis, the GM, was doing his cap wizardry, and I figured that meant because he knew to get Carr, he's going to have to pay what he paid, and uh, so it's not. I'm not surprised the Saints got him now. I think as of today, the Saints have the best quarterback in the NFC South. Tampa Bay, who knows what they got. Atlanta, who knows. Carolina's looking for one in the draft. Although, I don't know if you saw this, Trey, but rumors now that Tom Brady may not be finished, that he may come back to the NFL, and that could be a story for another day. But, you know, one of my favorite coaches of all time, and I believe you like him too, Bill Parcells. I read a book by him where he talked about – you got 53 guys, you got to have 53 guys that can help you win. And if at any time you have a chance to improve one of those 53 spots, you got to do it. I think the Saints improved their quarterback position today. Probably means either Winston or Dalton is gone. It definitely means one of them gone. And uh, Derek Carr will come in uh, with a new surrounding, and uh, time will tell how good of a deal it is. Well, Tommy, I think both of those other guys are gone. You can't afford to keep Jameis Winston at that salary to be a backup quarterback. And with the limited time he has left, Dalton, you know, he's going to choose to go elsewhere, I think. Well, and you, may- well, you, you draft somebody, you know, in one of the latter rounds who you hope can emerge, and then you go with Taysom Hill because he's not going to be off the roster. So, And he can play quarterback, I don't think, real well, but he can play it. So you, well, you could be you, right. It gives, right? You a, it gives you a third guy there. Tommy, you, you got an emergency quarterback already on the roster. Yeah, so you uh, draft somebody, whether that's Stetson Bennett or whomever, in the you know later rounds, somebody that you really think you know could be a couple years away. Uh, maybe you go that route. So we'll have to see, but it'll be interesting to see uh, how that that ha- the Saints treat that and treat the draft. Got to find some linemen. I mean, Derek Carr can't be Derek Carr without an offensive line. Yeah, you're right about that. You mentioned Coach Parcells as somebody you liked and that I did. He's my second favorite football coach ever, NFL coach ever, second only to John Madden, the great one. And for third place, I just was thinking about this, and it might be because I knew him, but I I, I like – Henry Stram, Coach Stram, the Stram with the Chiefs, not the Stram with the Saints. Yeah, there you go. Hey, you're listening to Sports Takes. Please share this podcast. It's available on 25 different platforms wherever you get your podcast. Tell all your friends about it. We appreciate that. Trey, the NBA, they can kind of see the end of the regular season. Playoffs around the corner. The Pelicans are a mess. Who knows what's up with Zion Williamson? But I know, as always, you've got some NBA thoughts and observations. Well, it, it is interesting now. As Tommy, we're in the final month, really, of the season. Teams are jockeying for those playoff spots. My team that I really like, Golden State, has moved up to fifth right now and Steph Curry and Andre Iguodala were back last night Iggy only playing his third game of the season uh I keep my eyes on them I I still think they are the team to beat in the west although the Denver Nuggets if healthy are going to have a whole lot to say about that the Lakers are a mess which I really like although they did beat the Warriors last night injuries again is what derailed the Pelicans. Remember, it wasn't two months ago we woke up and they were in first place in the West, and then all the wheels fell off. Uh, I still think that's a very formidable team if they can get healthy. 
Yeah, well, time will tell. And they're getting five points against the uh, Clippers tonight, or the Kings tonight, out on the West Coast. And I'm all yeah, over, I'm all over the Kings on that one. Well, I am, but I'm waiting to see De'Aaron Fox is listed as game time decision. If he plays, I would highly recommend a play on the Kings. Tommy, another interesting news. I'll start off with the humorous at first. Giannis. Antetokounmpo last night was one rebound shy of a triple-double. Did you see this? I did not. Okay, so he's one shy of a rebound. He's actually two shy. And there's less than a minute left. There, we're headed the game is out of reach. They're just interested in killing time, really, more than anything. And he gets a rebound, which is his ninth rebound. So he dribbles it down the court, and everybody's just kind of standing around. So he throws up a shot short on purpose and follows it up and gets the rebound to give him 10 rebounds to the triple-double. But the NBA today stripped him of that last rebound and, and say he didn't get a triple-double. Well, they should have done that. I mean, you can't make a farce of the record books. Like when Brett Favre laid down so Michael Strahan could break the sacks record. I mean, that that's bogus. I remember a pitcher in the big leagues, I think with the Mets, Santana, was credited for a no-hitter, but Beltron hit a ball that was one foot fair down a third base line, hit the dirt behind the bag that was called foul, which today's baseball would have been overturned as a hit. But, uh, you know, he gets credit for no-hitter when he really didn't throw one. You know, so I'm glad the NBA took that away from him. And on that note, let's hope Detroit Mercy doesn't buy their way into this bogus college basketball tournament this weekend so that Antoine Davis can break P. Maverick's record. Let's, that would be a farce and a sham if that happened. Well, I said when this story first broke, the morning after they were eliminated from playoff, you know, tournament contention for all practical purposes, that they might get invited to that tournament. Uh, and my thought was if that school and that young man had any class whatsoever, they would turn down that invitation. They, you got to buy your way in. You don't get invited. You pay like twenty-seven grand, and you're in. Now, in the USA today, Monday, March sixth, there's an article by one of their writers saying that school should not play due to the integrity of the record. That Pete didn't have a three-point line. He played three years. This kid played five years with a three-point line. You know, and then whatever. So that it may be interesting I was, to I was see what happens. Happy, on that. I was very happy to see that column today. Yeah, so I'm hoping that 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 they don't make a farce of that uh, going forward. All right, Trey, fine. I got I got I got one Go more NBA item real quick. Everybody sure. probably has heard that uh, Memphis Grizzlies outstanding young superstar guard John Morant had a meltdown over the weekend after a game in which they lost. He was out clubbing at five in the morning. Was seen holding a gun and wearing no shirt and rapping loudly. I don't know what kind of club you go to that lets you go in without a shirt, but he's a very talented young man and he's obviously very troubled also. And let's hope he gets the help that he needs. Yeah. He needs some help. That was inexcusable and just uh, total poor judgment, stupidity, dumbness, whatever you want to call well, it. When I actually saw the video, I couldn't believe it. I had read about it and then I looked at the video and I'm like, wow. Hey, wow. Keep on, Ellie. Basketball coach, my big man, coached him in state. So, uh, right. anyway. All right, final thought. Major League Baseball rolling through spring training. Everybody's got about 10 or 12 games under their belt. The new clock rules appear to be taking about 20 minutes off the average length of the time of games, which 
makes TV happy and makes Major League Baseball happy. Players are still making some adjustments. We've had some pitch clock violations. We've had some batter's box violations, about one and a half, two, two violations per game. They're figuring they'll take, you know, the four or five weeks of spring training to make those necessary adjustments. Uh, they've made bases a little bit bigger. They look like pizza boxes out there now. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but the speed-up rules appear to be speeding the game up a little bit. And you've already got some teams and players trying to figure out how to push the envelope with in the right field or into like a short right field and you know some pitchers trying to quick pitch so players will always try to get an advantage and gain an edge so we'll let this keep playing out you probably need to go through the whole season and then see if there needs to be any adjustment to any of these rules uh, you gotta you gotta let it play out as the old saying goes then try to decide were there any unintended consequences are we good with it do we tweak it or Leave it as it is. I don't think you can make a judgment just yet. No, Tommy. It, it, we'll see how it plays out moving forward. Uh, I, I've noticed there's a lot of runs being scored in the preseason so far. Yeah, well, uh, the, the, the hits, the, the shift, there's lots of guys getting hits. And you're going to be ad nauseum listening to the announcers say, well, last year that would have been a ground out against the chef. That's all they say now. Because I have listened to a lot of spring training games. I've watched a lot of spring training. And, of course, on satellite radio over the last four weeks, I've been doing nothing but MLB Network when I'm not listening to the music, which I love so much. But uh, So, yeah, so I'm taking it all in. But let it all play out. Uh, the greatest game in the world, in my opinion, baseball. And, and Mar- we're about, uh, a little, about three and a half weeks away from open. And one thing that's going to happen this year that hadn't happened in a long time, every team, all 30 teams, will play an opening day. Uh, they used to have staggered openings. Uh, some teams open the second day. You know, but it's all going to be the same day on a Thursday this year. Uh, so that'll be cool. But I'm ready for some baseball. But uh, we can't forget the NBA and, of course, the NFL, all that good stuff. By the way, LSU spring football practice starts this Thursday. Brian Kelly, right, we're right. in year two of his. We'll, we'll talk more about that on next week's uh, episode of Sports Take. Once again, we encourage folks to share this podcast. Tell all your friends about it. We'll come at you. About once a week or so, maybe more often, maybe miss a week like I had to do last week due to my schedule. Trey Bossman, any final thoughts or comments? I have two going out, Tommy. One is that LSU football recruiting continues to get nothing but good news. Uh, Bro and Collins, the ninth and 10th commitments over the weekend. That's good stuff. What's real good stuff is watching the XFL, which I've been enjoying. Love the way they do the replays with the guy. You hear him mic'd up. You get to see the replay booth but John Trey Kirkland from LSU has another big game for the Houston Roughnecks Uh, he had a couple of scores last night Uh, exciting player you know he's a lot like Russell Gage he was a wide receiver at LSU and had trouble getting playing time because of the people ahead of him well Russell Gage has now been in the NFL what seven or eight seasons right so John Trey Kirkland's going to find himself in an NFL camp real soon I can promise you that well, I haven't seen a lot of XFL, but I do know it's a, it, it's a fun thing to watch, and it's given guys a chance to keep chasing their dream. And some of them who will end up you know, getting a shot in the NFL and perhaps even sticking in the NFL for a period of time. So I'm all for that. I'm always for all players, no matter whether it's high school players, 
college student athletes or, or professional players, I, I'm always going to be on the player's side. Yeah, there you go, Tommy. Thank you, Trey. Yes, sir.